A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Koto tato al horihori tene. He hōtaka e pānaki te pūtaio, te taio, me te kopapa o te ora. You're with Summer Science on Our Changing World. Now, each year we work with science communication students at the University of Otago. One of their challenges is to make a podcast about something controversial. Tonight, Berenice Mathieu is investigating rabbits which have been major pests since they were introduced to New Zealand in the mid-1800s. In 1997, the disease known both as rabbit hemorrhagic disease, or RHD, or as rabbit khaleesi virus, was illegally imported into New Zealand in an attempt to control feral rabbits. The introduction dented rabbit numbers for a while, but as animals have developed immunity, numbers have built up again. Now, the Canterbury Regional Council would like to introduce a more virulent strain of RHD, the K5 variant. Here's Berenice with the story. Every Easter, while the rest of the world is getting ready for a chocolate egg hunt, a part of New Zealand prepares for a more serious celebration, a shooting party. My name is Bernice, I'm from France, and I heard about this unusual event for the first time when I moved to New Zealand a few months ago. In the South Island, the annual Easter Bunny Hunt attracts more than 200 team members for a 24-hour rabbit shoot in Central Otago. Last year, around 10,000 rabbits were shot in that 24-hour period. This event has been criticized for years by activists claiming that rather than being a rational solution to the issue of rabbits, it is in fact more a massacre than anything else. My interest in conservation and ecology made me want to learn more about the issue, and I quickly discovered that despite being some of the cutest creatures in the world, these bunnies are one of the major agricultural and economical pests in the country. They were in fact introduced for both food and sports as early as the 1830s, which has led to a series of plagues impacting both the South and the North Islands. It goes way back in our local area of of Roxburgh. Well, I think it was Dad's grandfather, and he delivered the first two rabbits to Beaumont Station because they ordered all of the rabbits for sport, you know. And um, and within two years, two or three years, the next time he was at Beaumont Station, the farmer said to him, if you can take all your bloody rabbits... I'll give you half the farm. That's how much of a problem it became in such a short time. This was Pete Gilchrist, who I met at the farmer's market here in Dunedin, with his father. John Gilchrist is a third-generation food grower from the Rillbrook Orchard in Roxburgh, who has had to deal with the problem over the years. So I asked him how exactly rabbits are affecting his property. We have quite a big issue because our orchard boundaries a plantation and a riverbank. And so there's rabbits coming up into the orchard all through the year. They come and they burrow, dig holes, which creates underrunners through the orchard. They also 
chew the bark on the young trees, which means we have to put guards over the young trees to stop that. And in August, they seem to go for the apple trees and they just about ring bark the apple trees, regardless of what age they are. So yeah, we have a real issue with rabbits. Since the introduction, European rabbit numbers have been extremely difficult to control. They can adapt to most environments and take up residency in a wide range of habitats. Their adaptability and high mobility have permitted them to invade their new home. These creatures have not only intensively grazed large areas, but have also honeycombed the land with burrows. Various techniques have been developed over the years to control their numbers, such as poisoning, fumigation, exclusion fencing, repellent, trapping, or nitrating and ruffling. While it's researching the biocontrol strategy employed in New Zealand, I came across an issue that is both current and controversial. While viruses have been used for more than 20 years as a biological tool, a new strain of the commonly used calicivirus is about to be released. The calicivirus, commonly referred as the rabbit hemorrhagic disease, or RHD, is a viral disease which only affects European rabbits. The virus was introduced to Australia in 1995 and illegally imported to New Zealand in 1997, killing a large numbers of rabbits at a time. Unfortunately, due to this uncontrolled introduction, an increasing proportion of rabbits became immune to the disease and new biocontrol techniques had to be found. Scientists in Australia have been working for over a decade on this issue and have recently found a new strain of the RHD virus in Korea known as K5. The virus has been released in Australia in March this year, so I asked John if he knew about this new biocontrol technique. Yes, I've heard of it. I've been reading about it in the papers and um, I'm well aware of the availability of it. If only it was released by the powers to be. It would help us out a lot. We'd welcome the use of it. I'm very aware of the delay and I don't understand why because it gives the rabbits another year to breed up and multiply. I can't understand why they've delayed it. I just wish some of those powers to be that are making these decisions had to farm themselves, and I'm sure they'd move a lot quicker. The New Zealand release dates for the new strain of K5 were set up to coincide with the Australian release. However, this has been postponed until next year, resulting in a confusion among some farmers who, like John, were eagerly awaiting its release. And even though this new biocontrol would not be a silver bullet, eliminating rabbits from Aotearoa, Farmers made preparation for the virus to be released and were hoping to finally eradicate a majority of rabbits from the lands. On the other side of the fence, there are the pet owners, who now worry about the fate of the bill of rabbits if this natural serial killer is to be introduced. Although it could be surprising to see the level to which these rabbits are considered to be pests, it's also true that many people in the area own rabbits and care for them just like we do for dogs and cats. So I met Caitlin and her rabbits here in the knitting to talk about the concerns around the release of K5. Hi, I'm Caitlin and I have two rabbits. I've got two boys, Watson, who is my first rabbit. He's a black lop and I've got Cricket, who is um, a little fawn rabbit. They're my fur babies. <laughs> so... 
I have spoiled them. I have a massive veggie garden out front. They probably eat better than I do in terms of the vegetables that they get. Every Saturday I go to the farmer's market and I buy fresh kale and fresh lettuces and I've built so much for them that I just, yeah, I can't imagine what I'd do without them anymore. So, Caitlin, have you heard about the Cave Hive? I have. I've been keeping sort of track of it. There are a lot of articles on stuff about it, and I get these guys vaccinated once a year, and that happened back in February. And I did have a chat to the vet about it then, but like, there's not a lot of information out there, particularly for New Zealand, and it makes it difficult for us to know what's really going on. From what I've been reading, particularly on a lot of Australian websites, it seems to be that the vaccine does cover the K5 virus, but at the same time, I've been finding it hard to access the journal articles that have been linked to via these websites. So it makes it harder for someone like me who actually does understand the immunology side of things to actually figure out and make an informed decision. The first time I heard about the K5 release in New Zealand was from Stuff. It came up on the website and then it was saying that it was going to be released in Marlborough and then they brought up Otago and then they said it was delayed in Marlborough and then they said it was delayed in Otago and and that you've got the rabbit owners who are still saying that we need more time to invest the vaccine and so it's there's just so much confusion around what is actually going to happen to our rabbits. So are you aware of the online petition against the K5? I am aware of it. And I've looked into signing it. I do have farming family, and so I'm aware of how much benefit the virus could do for them if it's released in a controlled way. Because rabbits do cause a lot of damage to farmland and to stock and to stock feed. And so I get where they're coming from. And I think at this point we've got to decide how we're going to do it in a way that's going to keep these guys safe but still prevent our farmers from having to spend half of their life shooting rabbits. And that's sort of the, the thing of there's not enough information out there to make an informed decision. And I believe farmers were highly enthusiastic about the K5 and it seems that the delay has created a lot of frustration among farmers. I do understand some of the farmers in Marlborough were particularly annoyed with the delay and I understand why because they had been cutting back on their rabbit um, elimination systems so they were letting the population grow to the point where that was at the right stage for release and then they go and delay it so they've got to suddenly go back and just cull all these rabbits which they could have been culling for months already and so I get the frustration on their side as well and I just I almost feel like the whole situation has been handled badly. So are you worried now about your rabbits? I understand that the chances of my two rabbits actually getting in contact with a rabbit that has the virus and getting sick but it is also spread by insects and so insects can travel, and that's what worries me. While searching the K5 virus and the risk associated with it, I contacted Dr. Ellen Yang of Pet Doctors in Auckland. Dr. Yang specializes in exotic species, such as the European rabbits. During a phone call, we discussed the Calisi virus and the use of K5. My name is Ellen Yang. So the Khaleesi virus, basically all you guys have to know about the virus is that it is quite stable in the environment. So once it infects rabbits through uh, usually the mucous membrane, 
So either the eyes, the nose, or the mouth, it starts to, of course, replicate and grow and proliferate, and it is shed in uh, respiratory excretions, so mucus from sneezing. Uh, usually these rabbits would suffer an acute death, so there is not much a vet could do, unfortunately. Uh, so from a carcass, or maybe even before they die, they can be transferred by their hairs, if the hairs just drift around. But yeah, what we say is uh, they're, they're spread by this technical word fomite. So what fomite means is some sort of intermediate carrier that just mechanically carries it from one source to another. And actually the biggest fomite that poses a risk to the spread of the Khaleesi virus between rabbits is insects. Could you please tell us a little bit of the new strain, K5? So the K5 strain virus is from Korea. They thought it would be a good idea to overcome the natural resistance that New Zealand and uh, Australian rabbits uh, have to the existing uh, Khaleesi virus strain. So the Korean strain uh, is different to the existing strains, although it's in the same class. And then we know that New Zealand rabbits and Australian rabbits have developed an immunity to the original strain, the variant 1 here and the variant 2 in Australia. So it's lost the effect of pest control. So they're simply bringing a new variant in uh, which works in the same way, but it is a little bit different. They should not have immunity to this particular virus. Do you have a vaccine at the moment? There is only one product. Uh, it is the Silab product. It is used against all strains of the Khaleesi virus. And in a small study, it doesn't specify on my source how many, uh, unfortunately, so I can't tell you that. But it does say that the group that were vaccinated uh, were not killed by the Korean strain exposure, but the unvaccinated rabbits, they, they were, unfortunately. Are you aware of any communication or education plan to inform the general public or pet owners? Good questions. Actually, I've got the document in front of me. So the vets uh, through the NZVA website uh, and then they emailed us as well uh, have published our recommendation. And, uh, just a bit of briefing about the background of the uh, Korean strain virus and also the Silab vaccination. So this was published on the 7th of March 2017. So, yeah, information has been passed down from the uh, association to old vets. But I suppose, yeah, it, it is always difficult to get information out to the masses. Obviously, the intention of the association is that through the vets, we would deliver the information to the general public. But I, I suppose there hasn't been uh, sort of a social media or more any other avenue that we have been getting the word out to the general public, no. New Zealand is now facing an important conservation issue, where the fate of the rabbits depends on a controversial decision. Should the K5 virus be introduced in the country? This is now being assessed by the Agricultural Chemicals and Veterinary Medicines Group. Although the delay of the release of K5 may be frustrating to some, it could also provide more time to study the effects of this new strain, making sure of its efficiency in the future. It could also give more time to inform the general public of the measures to be taken for the sake of the pet rabbits. Thanks, Berenice. That podcast was produced by Berenice Mathieu, a student from the Centre for Science Communication at the University of Otago. And a big thanks to fruit growers Pete and John Gilchrist from Willowbank Orchard near Roxburgh, rabbit owner Caitlin Dunstan-Harrison and vet Alan Yang. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. 
And you can find more stories on our webpage, rnz.co.nz/ourchangingworld. Kakite ano. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit botoxcosmetic.com. That's botoxcosmetic.com.